Hey there, sweet sister friend. All right, did y'all hear that the first Shine Retreat of 2022 is secured? Yep, I said first because I'm planning for three this year. Boom, coming in hot in 2022. All right, it is May 12th through the 15th, three nights, four days, all inclusive. Hit me up. Let me know that you are interested. It is in Melbourne Beach, Florida, about an hour east of Orlando, and I would love to have you there. It's going to be very different than other retreats. Really small, only eight women, and already two spots are secured. So guess what? You're going to want to go ahead and get it. It's going live, and I would love to go ahead and share information with you. So send me a quick email, franny at shinewithfranny.com. That's F-R-A-N-N-I-E at shinewithfranny.com. All right. Now, grab your pen and paper, and let's get on with the show. Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine With Franny Show. I am so glad you are here today. All right, where are all my granimals wearing sisters of the late 70s and 80s? Now, if you have no clue what a granimal is, sit tight. I'm going to unpack it here in a second. All right, they were these cute little mix and match sets for like clothing for kids. All right, and I remember the first time going shopping with my mom for school clothes. And it was an exciting experience, right? Like you're like, okay, I'm going to be going to school. And I went to first grade actually as a five-year-old. My mom really wanted to get me out of the house probably because I was so chatty. If you've heard the story, my mom used to sometimes pay me to not talk in the car. (laughs) Okay, talk about some issues right there. So it's funny that I have a podcast. Okay, boom. Anyways, we're at the store and I'll never forget this was one of the first times that I became aware that other people were looking at me. Now I knew my family, my dad had made jokes about me a lot as a little girl, you know, chunky monkey, thunder thighs, chubbalub, uh, you know, fat friend. Like I literally had a lot of nicknames. Now my dad and I didn't have a very good relationship, obviously, but he would oftentimes refer to my size, refer to my weight. Whereas this was the first time that I really remember people outside of my home kind of recognizing, um, you know, my weight. So this lady sizes me up, I'm five years old, and we're standing in the Sears, you know, children's section there. And she kind of like looks me up, does like a once over, right? We've all, we've all seen people do that. Perhaps we've all done that. So we're buying school uniforms and she looks looks me up and down and then she looks over at my mom and she pretends like I have just disappeared, like I'm not there or I don't hear her or understand her or something. She's like, well, she's a little bit chubby, so she's going to need a 6X. Now, I was only five years old, okay? So I had really no clue, you know, I, I was clueless. Like, who knows about shopping? You're just like, oh, I like this unicorn outfit. Let me wear this, right? And so, you know, she proceeds to then show us and give us some clothing options and all the things. So there we are, and I'm getting my little Garanimals, little outfit and all the things and going into school. And so from that point on, I became very aware of the outside world that size mattered and of my own size. And it was the first time like I started to become really critical of myself. And I just remember being like, I'm chubby. Like I would think these things. And especially when I would be around other friends, once I started school and I realized I couldn't, like some of my friends would like trade clothes like literally, I mean, probably more so in like third or fourth grade. But I remember like I couldn't trade because I couldn't fit in anyone else's clothes. Like I couldn't try like on their shoes, I, you know, all the things. I was wearing like a size eight when I was like third grade. All right, let's talk about that. So but that from that point on though, I started to really become aware of my size. And then I started really thinking and hearing more, right? They, they say what you focus on you attract. And so I was focused on this. And I oftentimes would hear people say things like, oh, she's thick. She's full figured. She's big boned. She's stocky. She's chubby. She's chunky. She's solid. These were comments that I would hear people say. Now, a lot of times they were within my family or 
my extended family. Like we would be at a family reunion or a Sunday supper or something. And I would hear a lot that she's solid because when people would try to pick me up, even if I was five or six, they were like, whoa, you're a solid girl. And I'm like, is that a bad thing? One time I remember somebody said I was sturdy stock. I was like, I was older when that happened. I think I was in third or fourth grade. But isn't it amazing how we have these memories, sadly, these memories of hearing things. Now, I don't know, sweet sister, if maybe you heard you were skinny, maybe you heard that you were darling or cute, like maybe when somebody, you know, pinched your cheeks, like, oh, these cute little chubby cheeks. Those things still stick with us. And I hope that you're tracking with me today because that is something that we have then become, we've learned to believe, right? And that oftentimes we have then almost had a self-fulfilled prophecy that we become that thing. So these declarations that were spoken over me and perhaps you soon became part of my own identity. And in many ways, like I said, it became a self-fulfilled prophecy because I started to believe it, that it was true. And so then therefore I actually acted upon it, right? So I was like, well, I don't care if they say I'm sturdy, if they say I'm chubby, I'm going to go ahead and have the ho-hos. Okay. Let's just be real about that one today. So it wasn't really until I began learning that these statements and promises that God spoke over me were the truth, not what people had spoken over me, not what the world had tried to define me as. And that is very true for you today too, sweet sister friend. What God's word says about you is the truth. No matter what you know what size you are, no matter what you weigh, no matter if you're lacking confidence, no matter if you have an anger issue or a drinking problem, those things and the things of this world don't matter. It's what God's promises say about you. Now, here's the thing. We must believe it. And then we must act as if that we are walking in that promise. We are walking in that truth. We are honoring what God's word says. So whether you do have an addiction or whether you do have a confidence issue, we need to find God's word and go ahead and take that into our heart. We need to go ahead and find the root of that place and that belief that we have and say, no, 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 that is not who I am. Even though that person said that about me, that is not my identity. What God said about me, I am a daughter of the King. I am a co-heir of Christ. I am chosen. I'm anointed. I'm appointed. That is what God's word says about me. Not that I have XYZ and you fill in the blank there. So today I'm going to keep it real tight, real short. I've been here and I'm going to share five beliefs to help you break on through to the other side, a little doors comment there, a little lyric. And no matter what you're struggling with on the other side of um, your struggle is freedom. All right. So super quick, super easy. Now I have some scripture to align with these belief statements and these I am statements, but you sister friend, you go in and you find the specific area that you are needing to break free from and that you need to break through to, and you find an anchor scripture to align. All right. So these are five I am statements that I really believe in that could help you break free. And so if I were you, I would take a little post-it note I had to do this. I still do this. I have a lot of reminders. I have one of those digital picture frames and I just have a lot of things that like are reminders of God's truth. And even my handwritten notes, I have them, you know, scrolling through there. So when I'm in the kitchen working, I just see that. I'm like, praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Reminding myself of who I am in the Lord. So the first one, if you're taking notes, and I certainly hope you are, I am not defined by my past. God's word defines me. 
I am not defined by my past. God's word defines me. That's the first one. Because for me, I had so much yuckiness in my past. I had so many things spoken over me. I had so many curses. I literally had generational curses that I had to go ahead and I had to disconnect from. I had to break those soul ties. I had to go ahead and renounce those curses that those were not going forward with me into my future. And so that is what I would encourage you to do, sweet sister friend. Now for me, Psalm 139 is so powerful, right? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Because I was rejected as a child, my dad told me he didn't want me. He told me as a little eight-year-old girl that he wanted my mom to abort me. I had no clue what the word abortion meant. And I came home and asked my grandmother that. And so that doesn't define me. My past doesn't define me, but God's word defines me. And God said, I fearfully, wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb, he tells us in Jeremiah. So find a scripture that aligns with that and what you need to go ahead and anchor and really root yourself in, knowing that God has completely defined you as his daughter, as perfect in his sight, as his favorite little baby girl. All right, the second one. I'm not defined by my family or my upbringing or any of their traditions or any of their habits. And for me, it's my Italian genes, okay? I'm not talking about Salvador or Fam or Gamo kind of genes. You know, as an Italian, growing up in an Italian immigrant home, you know, we ate lots of food and people were like, well, that's just how you're going to be. And you may have heard me share before about an aunt who was extremely overweight and my mom's sister, God rest her soul. But people would tell me oftentimes as a young girl, oh my gosh, you look just like her. Oh my gosh, you act just like her. And so not that it was a bad thing. She was a, oh, an amazing woman in so many ways. But for me, the weight was not something that I wanted to aspire to, right? That's not what my dream was. Um, her personality was amazing. She was an awesome person. So I will gladly receive that. But that became like a vision for me to go ahead and see in my life, like, oh my gosh, if I continue on this path, I will become that. And so I have to recognize that even though that is part of my genetic genetic composition, that is not who I am. And so, you know, I reminded myself that I am adopted into God's family, that I am part of his family, right? We know we have family that God has appointed here on this side of heaven, but I can't wait to get to heaven and celebrate with you, sweet sister friend. And maybe we'll meet together on this side. Maybe you'll come to the retreat this year. So, you know, I remind myself of 1 Peter 2, 9, because it says, you are a chosen people, a peculiar people. One um, translation of the Bible says, and it says, you have been chosen. You are a royal priesthood. That kind of rocked my world the first time I heard that, because growing up in a Catholic church, hearing that you are a priest, I was like, wait, what? But it's just really saying that you are marked. You are set apart. You have a very specific role to play as a believer in this world. And so I love that because I am not defined by my family or my upbringing. Rather, I am redefined, right, as God's daughter in God's family. Number three, this one is a powerful one. And sister friend, I pray that you are hearing this for whatever specific circumstance you're experiencing or needing, desiring breakthrough. This can be for anyone. I'm changing even when I don't see it or feel it. Boom, drop the mic on that one. I am changing even when I don't see it or feel like it. Now, we hope that we're changing towards the good, right? We're always constantly changing in one direction or another. So we know that we are to become more like Christ. As a believer, that is what our highest hope and prayer is. And so I anchor that in Philippians 1.6, right? That he will complete a good work in me. 
So he is constantly consecrating me, the fancy word for changing me. He's constantly making me more like Christ, that there's that process of sanctification. And so he's constantly, you know, just sharpening me, constantly just molding me, polishing me. And the same is true for you, sweet sister friend. You are constantly changing, even if you don't see it or feel it. So ask yourself, am I going more towards Christ? That's a good one to start with. Okay, Holy Spirit, how am I becoming more like Christ? Sit with that one and unpack that during your reflection time. All right, the next one is my little acronym. You guys know how I love some acronyms up in here. And it's simple. I win. Win. W-I-N. Wherever I am now is exactly where God has me. (laughs) I am winning, right? Wherever I am now. So often we are focused on, oh my gosh, I'm not where I want to be. Oh my gosh, I have all these plans and dreams and hopes. Or maybe I have this weight loss goal that I've been striving for. Or maybe I'm working on this, you know, anger issue or alcohol issue. Or maybe this anxiety, you know, kind of continues to be this, you know, just albatross and I just can't seem to shake it. Wherever you are now, sweet sister friend, is exactly where God wants you to be. Now, I love in Matthew 6 that it reminds us, you know, do not worry about things because tomorrow has enough troubles of of its own. So, so often we are focused on the next day and moving forward. And God's like, how about you just be here present right now? I've given you manna for today. I've given you your daily bread for today. So you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now. And I'm providing for you exactly what you need in this very moment. So how about that? All right. The last one here that I'm going to share with you today, sweet sister friend, I believe I can and will overcome anything that is derailing or detouring me from God's given destiny. So you can and you will overcome anything. There's going to be something that is going to come along in your path. It's going to be like, you know, like you're off-roading with Jesus. Okay, but Jesus, take the wheel. So we're going to have these obstacles that are going to try and attempt to go ahead and derail us because... You may have heard me say before, you're hated. The devil hates you. He has literally fiery darts every turn you can, right? Every turn you make, he is constantly sending things in your path to upset you, to take you off course, to stop you in your tracks. Because as soon as you decide that you're going to commit to getting healthier or stronger, whether that be you buy a gym membership, you decide to go to a counselor, you decide that you're going to start fasting, whatever it is, he's like, oh, snap. She's really taking this God thing seriously. Uh Uh-huh. You know it's true. And then you're going to stop. You're going to get paralyzed. I don't know. This isn't for me. You're going to have all those thoughts of doubt. You're going to have all those, you know, feelings of insecurity. Oh my gosh, it's going to cost so much money. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get up early. All of those things. You're going to come up with excuses. You're going to come up with intimidations, more lies that the enemy wants you to believe so that you just stay where you are because he has the power then. Okay. But thankfully we know Philippians 4.13 reminds us, and it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Zechariah 4.6 reminds us, it's not by my strength, but by my spirit, I'm going to do it. So sister friend, these five beliefs are simple and they're multifaceted, right? They can be used on a span and really on a, you know, a spectrum of issues and concerns that you are hoping to break free from. So I pray that these bless you. And here's the thing, sweet sister. Maybe they're not all going to resonate with you today. And maybe it's a little overwhelming. Start with one. Say, okay, today I'm going to focus on I'm winning. Right exactly where I am today is exactly where God wants me to be. And you focus on that. And so you just go about the day. I'm a winner. I'm winning. And there's actually scripture to support that, support that too. I'm more than a conqueror, right? So you know that you are winning. So start with one. Start small. 
write them out, and then come back to them. Make sure that you find a scripture. Now, I gave you a variety of scriptures today associated with each one, but you find one that is respective to you and your own personal journey. All right, that's where the Holy Spirit work time comes in. Okay, got a little homework going on up in here. As every good teacher would give you, that's what you would need to have. All right, I pray this blesses you. I pray that you have, you know, some wisdom and insight and revelation. And then I also pray that it will reach somebody else in your sphere of influence. Maybe you share it with, you know, a friend, a coworker, somebody in your Bible study, somebody in your neighborhood, and just say, hey, I think this might be, you know, some helpful information for you. Share it with them. And of course, I always love hearing from you guys. So drop me a quick email, shoot a little scripture, or excuse me, you can share the scripture with me too. Shoot a little screenshot of this, tag it on social, and then I would love to share that with you. But I always like getting to know who you are. And I know that there's lots of listeners here, but unless I see your face up in Instagram or in my email inbox, I don't know who you are. And I want to know you. All right. And I want you to feel seen. All right. Until we meet next time, sweet sister, keep on shining. <laughs>